Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Worship and adore the Lamb of God, victorious. this far. Hallelujah. Oh, your clap is weak. Amen. Bible says it's a paramount thing. So tonight I'm ministering a word I've titled, Wise Woman Arise. Isaiah 60, 60 verse 1 to 4. Let's rule it. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift your eyes about and see. All they gather themselves together, they come to thee. Thy sons shall come from afar, and thy daughters shall be nursed at their side. At, at thy side. Amen. He says, Arise, shine. People say, Arise and shine. There's no end there. He says, arise, shine. Tree, we say, sorry, waka, nothing. So it's a commandment. Arise. Amen. Now, when somebody says arise to somebody, you, you can you know, presuppose that the person is in a lying state, lying down, or in a place of stagnation, or inertia, or immobility. Because if you are up and doing, they won't tell you arise. But when God says arise, that means that his people are in a state of either immobility, inertia, or stagnation. Or a state where they are not fulfilling their destiny, not being all that he's called them to be. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, I, I read somewhere the definition of arise. That is to begin to occur or to exist. To come into being or to attention. 
So tonight, if the Lord says, arise, that means your life must come into attention. Stop staying in the back and move forward. Hallelujah. It's a new state of being that God is bringing you to. But you must do the rising up. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, you arise from a place onto something. When you arise from the ground, you are rising to go up. Amen. So there's always a change. There's a shift. Amen. Now, after the death of Moses, according to the book of Joshua chapter 1, the Lord appeared to Joshua and said to him that Moses, my servant, is dead. <clears throat> then he said, now, arise. Sorry. They had been mourning for 40 years, crying about Moses. And I'm sure for Joshua, it was, it was a pretty hard time because he was, you know, like the protege of um, Moses. And he had seen Moses do so many miracles. And now these people were supposed to be taken to the promised land. Who was going to carry them to the promised land? And if he looked at himself and looked at the, Moses, the greatness of the man, how could he even fill his shoes? So I'm sure this young man was, you know, really troubled. But God came to him and said, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. That means that a season is over. A time is over. And I come to tell one woman, one man in this place tonight that a season is over. This is a new season. And I declare that the end of this convention tomorrow will mark the end of a season in your life. From Monday morning, you begin a new season. A season that is filled with wisdom. A season that is led by wisdom. A season where there's a manifestation of wisdom and you take decisions of wisdom that bring you the fruitfulness that wisdom brings. That brings you the life that wisdom brings. That brings you the favor that wisdom brings. Do I have a people in this house entering into their new season? Come and put your hands together and give the Lord Jesus a mighty shout of praise. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Those who speak French here, like I'm told, you say, point for now. Point for now. Full stop. Over. Then he says, now, therefore, arise. And say, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, unto the land that I do give them even to the children of Israel. One chapter closes. One season ends. He says, rise up. Get up from your sorrow. Get up from your slumber. Get up from your immobility. And go and fulfill the destiny that I have for you. God had a plan for Israel. He said, go. Take them over. You see, there are changing times and seasons in every person's life. Amen. And whenever a season changes, actions must also change. When there's rain, rainy season, most wise people will carry an umbrella somewhere around them. When it's dry season, maybe not. It doesn't even, I don't even get the full picture like when I talk about the temperate areas. When it's winter, a season has changed. People start putting on winter coats and jackets. When it's summer, first day of summer, they are running around in their bareness, small shorts. Because a season has changed, actions change. Even moods change. People are down and depressed during winter. No sun, no vitamin D. But as soon as it's summer, everybody's out. Those who have coupes have brought them out, sports cars, and you, know, you hear music on the street. Because even their mood changes. I want to tell somebody tonight that from, from tomorrow evening, your mood must change. Even your mood must change. Always wallowing in self-pity, be in the doldrums, it must change. The pity parties must change. Me and Mobo, me and Mobo must change because your season has changed. A new season has come. I tell somebody tonight that arise. Arise. Hallelujah. A change of season calls for a change of action. God said, arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. 
He said, shine. Because your light has come. Once you were in darkness, now he has brought you into the kingdom of the marvelous light of his son. He says, shine. Your light should shine. Amen. Because you are no longer in darkness. You see, there's an illumination that comes upon us from God because God is light. And Bible says in him there's no darkness at all. If the spirit of God dwells in you, you are filled with light. And if you are filled with light, your life must shine. Bible says you are a chosen generation. Amen. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. A peculiar people. I love that word. A peculiar people. You are not ordinary. You are extraordinary. Amen. God has put his super on your natural and your life has become supernatural. Is somebody here tonight? I want to see some supernatural amazing women rise up on their feet and, and celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. He's put his super on your natural. I mean, that's why I always encourage you that. Look, don't be ordinary. What is ordinary? Who wants ordinary? Who sees ordinary? Shine. Tell your neighbor, shine. Please sit down. You've been called out of darkness. Out of the deeds of darkness. The doings of darkness. Amen. And the effects of darkness have to change. And will change. You see, when we, we are filled with the deeds of darkness, and we manifest the deeds of darkness, the effects that we get, the reward is the reward of darkness. Because the world system and if creation is about cause and effect. The principle. Amen. So once the deeds of darkness stops, the effects of darkness will also stop. So as you step into this new season of the shining of your light, which is the brightness of the glory of the Lord that has come upon your life, the deeds of darkness must stop. Stop the deeds of darkness. Touch two people and say, stop the deeds of darkness. Amen. Because you've come into light. You have received the light of God. You can't remain the same. Amen. God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. Not even, you know, a bit of darkness. And Jesus said that you are the light of the world. We shine not for display. No. Your life must shine not for display, but your light must shine so that people will look at your light and give glory to God, number one. And he said, a, a, a city that is set on the hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but they put it on the candle stand so it will give light to the room. Your life must shine so that your life illuminates and radiates God. People will look at you and say, I want your God. People will look at you and be encouraged. People will look at you and have hope. You will be the living testimony of God himself. Tell somebody, shine. Amen. You see, there is something that is in you. Every one of you here. That God has and will deposit more into you. That will lift you from the place of obscurity. To bring you into the limelight of God. I'm not talking about limelight as in Ghana's most beautiful or uh, Hollywood light or tinsel town. No. I'm talking about the limelight of God. Amen. Where you show forth the power of God. He, that thing will take you from the backside of the desert and bring you to the fruitful place that God has ordained for you. Amen. The same thing will lift you from the back of the line and bring you to the front of the line. Hallelujah. From grass to grace. From failure to success. I said from demotion to promotion. Is somebody here? From death to life. From disfavor to favor. From ashes to beauty. Ah, he will give you the all of joy in the place of mourning. The garment of praise in the place of the spirit of heaviness. Is some woman in this house at all tonight? Oh, come on, celebrate my Jesus with me.
That's why I say he alone is worthy. Hallelujah. He will take you from trouble to peace. That thing within you that he will deposit more of tonight will take you from trouble to peace. From poverty to riches. From barrenness to fruitfulness. Amen. Ha, 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 ha. Tell somebody, I need that something. You know what it is? Wisdom. 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 Wisdom will take you from the backside of the desert to fruitful places. Take you from the back of the line to the front of the line. Wisdom will lift you from the place of poverty to the place of riches. Wisdom will bring you from failure to success. If only you eat wisdom, drink wisdom, and follow wisdom. Before the convention started, we had a prophecy in this house that God said he set a table at the four corners of this auditorium. So it's table for us to eat freely and drink freely. Not about you know, physical food, but he set a table of wisdom that as we eat of his wisdom, and drink of his wisdom. We shall be filled with wisdom. And everything that comes out of us will be wisdom. And what comes as, uh, out of us as wisdom will affect everything in and around us. Everyone around us. Hallelujah. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. You may know something, but if you don't know what to do with what you have, you, you, there's nothing you can do. You can buy an, an, an appliance, but you say, okay, I want a rice cooker. Or maybe, okay, let me give you an example. When I was in London, I met one of my young sons, and he had something, and he would put his phone in it, and he's able to turn around and take some videos. I said, I need that thing, because I can use it to do my uh, Facebook Live thing. So he went and he bought me one. Nice thing. They bought also nothing. Now, my problem right now is how to operate it. What should I do? I should read the manual. Tell somebody, read the manual. Read the manual. And that manual is a manual of wisdom. That is the Bible, the word of the living God. It's your manual. That appliance has some paper in it that I'm yet to read. If I won't read it, I'll give it to the media people and I'll have a 30 minutes class with them. I'll be fine. But for life, for the different issues of life, the different situations we will go through and you will go through, you need the manual for life. And it is only the word of God which is the manual for life. He created you. He is your manufacturer. He is your producer. He knows what will make you work, what will keep you longer. Your battery will keep running longer. Some people's battery just die very early. Why? Because they didn't follow the manual. I mean, the accidental things, but really, if we stick to the manual of God, the wisdom of God, which Bible says is the principal thing, the paramount thing, more important than anything, that's what it means, we will see that indeed our lives will fulfill its purpose. Bible says that by wisdom, a house is built. Proverbs 24, 3 to 4 says, Through wisdom and house is built, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge shall its chambers be filled with precious and pleasant riches. You see, it says that through wisdom we build a house, and by understanding the house will be established, and by knowledge we will fill the chambers with precious things. But that which really builds a house, that which really builds a life, because I, I wrote down that, you know, put house away from that scripture and put life there. So by wisdom, a life is built. If your life will be built up right, it's by wisdom. Amen. Because wisdom gives life. It's wisdom that gives life. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says anyone that loves wisdom keeps his own soul. Your soul, your life shall be kept by wisdom. And by understanding, that person will find good in life. Without wisdom, Bible says that without wisdom, we, 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 we sin. 
Because many people are doing something because they lack understanding of what they should do and what they should not do. Wisdom is worth far more than gold or rubies or diamonds. So the preacher says, in all you're getting, get wisdom. You are free to get everything, get car, get this. But you see, when you are going about getting, 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 and not getting wisdom, a time will come where you lose all that you got. Ask the Hollywood stars who make millions per one production, one movie. An, an actor can make millions of dollars. Another time you read that they are bankrupt, they are broke. How? And you can't think that if they gave you that money, you will ever be broke. But you see, when wisdom is not applied to even $80 million, you come to ground zero. Hello? So in all you're getting, Bible says, get wisdom. And the word of God says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Amen. Amen. The fear of God. And I always suppose that the fear of God is not as in, you know, fear as in terror, but the reverential fear of God, which is to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and to hate evil. You can't say you love God and you don't hate evil. It's wrong. It doesn't work. Amen. Bible said be wise and you will be wise yourself. But if you scorn wisdom, huh, you alone will bear it. Amen. Don't scorn wisdom. Seek wisdom in everything and everything that you do. Tonight, I, 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 I sound a clarion call to every woman in this place. That wise women, let us arise unto wisdom. In all our seeking, in all our getting, in all our wanting, let us desire wisdom. You see, because if someone doesn't desire wisdom and you try to speak wisdom to them, you become an enemy. Many people hate correction, even correction unto wisdom, because I don't like people to, you know, rebuke me. Who are you? But you see, if you, even the Holy Spirit himself, if he corrects you, prompts you on an issue, and you don't listen, and you continue, a time comes when you realize that he's silent. So sometimes people leave people to, to, to negative attitudes and behaviors because no matter what anybody tells you, you do not listen. That is not wisdom. Bible says that is not wisdom. But we come to a place in this convention and we have come to the waters of wisdom. We have come to the place where the, the, there's springs of wisdom. Amen. All the messages, they are waters for life, for wisdom. This place has been flowing with wisdom. Amen. We didn't come here to talk any kind of talk. We didn't come here to talk any kind of talk that does not bring you wisdom for life. Amen. Wise women, let us arise. Our scripture for the conference has been Exodus 35, 25. Amen. And he said, but I want to read the 22 before. He said, and they came, both men and women. So it's not only women who need wisdom, men who need wisdom. And as many as were willing hearted and brought and as many as were willing hearted brought bracelets earrings rings and tablets all jewels of gold and every man offered an offering of gold unto the lord and all the women that were wise hearted did spin with their hands and brought that which they had spun both blue purple purple scarlet and fine linen so it was a time for them to build the tabernacle of god in the wilderness and Moses called for the people to bring things so that they would be able to build the tabernacle according to the pattern that God has showed him. And the Bible is saying here that both men and women brought unto him the things that were needful for the building of the tabernacle, the habitation of the presence of God. And he, watch it, say, as many as were willing-hearted. You see, not everybody is willing-hearted in life to do something for God. Or even something for themselves. So you must understand that you don't follow somebody's counsel or somebody's advice to serve or worship your God. If anybody ever comes to you and tells you that, oh, ask for me, if they say I should, you know, sweep the church, I'll never, me pass through the church. Listen, what is in your heart is what you ought to do.
Because everyone has their place where God will look at to bless them. Everyone has the, 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 the purpose of God for their lives. My purpose is different from your purpose. Amen. And my, the path that God has cut for me may be different from yours. Don't convince me to take your, your, your way. Because your journey is not my journey. I am my, on my journey. And you must understand your journey is a personal journey. Because when it comes to the push and the shove, you realize that you are all alone in your journey. As many as were willing hearted, if we do anything for God and we are not willing hearted, we might as well not have done it. But we must be willing. Amen. We must be willing, especially they were building you know, a tabernacle for the spiritual presence of God to be in their midst. That it may be well with them. Then the word of God goes on to say, and all the women that were wise-hearted. That means there were some that were not wise-hearted. I thought you said, and all the women, because they were wise, he said, all the women that were wise-hearted. Not all the women were wise-hearted. But I have prayed for you that you receive wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. That you be wise-hearted in life. That whatever you do in your life will be done according to the wisdom of God. So that it may be well with you. Receive it in Jesus' mighty name. <coughs> These women, by wisdom given to them by God, had the skill to weave. They were weavers. And they were also filled with the wisdom of God to know what to do with their skill. You see, you may have a skill, but then it takes the wisdom of God for you to know what to do with your skill. And that's what Dr. Boateng taught us. She asked me, what do you like to do? I said, I love to cook. And then we put two things together. And what we came to were ideas I've had long ago. And I realized, oh, okay. So I've been sitting on something good for a long time. <laughs> and it's for every one of us. You have been given skill. But what you need is the wisdom to know what to do with it. You have been given life. You are alive. You need wisdom to know what to do with your life. Your life can remain just as it is. Because your life must move from glory to glory. Do I have some women in this house? You are very silent tonight. Your life must move from glory to glory. Your yesterday must not be like your today. Your today must not be like your tomorrow. It must get better. Until somebody sees you and say, Ella, getting better. Getting better. Oh, come on, put your hands together. And give the Lord a clap offering. They knew what to do to raise the tabernacle of God. They wove with their hands. They acted according to the knowledge that they had. Amen? And they acted according to their knowledge of the situation at hand. Life was full of situations. And in every situation, you must know what to do. It can be the same situation. It worked yesterday. It doesn't mean it will work today. And that is where you need to seek God for wisdom. The Lord in this one too, what should I do? There was a tabernacle to be built for the habitation of God's presence, the need for resources, and they had knowledge, and they applied their knowledge, and they are called wise-hearted women. women. You see, the way, this book of Exodus was written by Moses, and he calls them wise-hearted women. Today, the world celebrates beautiful women. The world celebrates beautiful women. The world needs beautiful women. It wants beautiful women. But you see, the world doesn't need beautiful women. The world needs wise women. Yeah, you can clap. Yeah, it's a very good point. Please. When I heard the Holy Spirit tell, I said, ah, Holy Spirit, where there? Wakasa. The reason why you look so down on yourself because you think, I'm not beautiful, I'm not like this one, I don't have this, I don't have that. Listen, the world doesn't need beautiful women. Beauty is good. What the world needs is wise women. If you are wise, even your wisdom makes you beautiful. 
And if you are wise, beauty is in the bottle. Today, you, I'm telling you, when I say about this transformation, makeup, I say, hey, you can get eyes, different color, nails, different color. You can get everything. Your face is round like mine. You can see it and what they call it, contour it until it becomes. <laughs> is it not the wisdom of some makeup artist? So why do you look at yourself and demean yourself? I'm not beautiful. It, don't worry about the outside. This wisdom, this wisdom, the world wants beautiful women, but really what the world needs is wise women. Amen. Proverbs 31, 30 says that favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. Amen. But a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her at the gates. Favor is deceitful. Beauty is vain. And I want to say that beauty fades away. You, if you want to challenge this thing, go and look at your picture from five years ago and look at your face now. Beauty fades away. Wisdom doesn't fade away. Wisdom increases and wisdom will increase you. Seek wisdom. Buy wisdom. The money you use to buy all kinds of beauty apparatus, use some to buy books. Use time to study. Use time into the things of God that will give you wisdom. Because wisdom is the paramount thing. Hallelujah. Beauty is good, but beauty does not last. No matter how beautiful you are, by the time you are 90, we will say, hey, something has happened. Something sagging, something, you know, and no matter how much Botox you do, and plastic surgery you do, Oh, yeah, by the time you finish, your face is like this. You can't even smile. I stretch, you stretch and stretch and stretch like that. But wisdom, wisdom does not fade. Amen. Beauty without brains. There are some women, they are so beautiful on the outer, but when they open their mouth to speak, mm, they don't speak anything. Yeah. You say it. You said it. You want to have a, a, an intelligent conversation with them? And they'll say, oh, you know, and you know, I'm a, I'm a fashionista. Beauty without brains is not what the world needs. We need brains. We need wisdom. Amen. Be beautiful. I'm not saying don't be beautiful. You know how I love beauty. Be beautiful. Take care of yourself. Enhance your beauty. Let your beauty glow and shine. Eh? Don't neglect your beauty too. That one too, I don't like it at all. Because it doesn't glorify God when you are raga. It doesn't glorify God, woman. No, 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 no. God is glorified in your beauty. It's not powerful. But at that point, that's not that point where you are going to, you know, exhibit your ignorance. No. You must add wisdom to the beauty. Amen. Wisdom can even make you beautiful. Today, it's called styling. Can be styled to become beautiful. It doesn't matter the shape, the size, the height. No, 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 no. There are things, additions. The world needs wise women. Your family needs a wise woman. Your children needs a wise mother. Your husband needs a wise wife. Your parents need, need a wise daughter who will care for them, uh, who will not tell them they are witches and wizards. Your siblings need a wise sister. I mean, woman, you, you stand at a very strategic place. You see, and a woman that is not wise, the Bible says, is foolish. But today, if somebody is exhibiting strong um, lack of wisdom, and you tell the person, that, don't behave foolishly. You didn't say they are foolish. You said, do not behave foolishly. Don't be very offended. 
But Proverbs 14, 1 says that every wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pluck it down with her own hands. You build your house, you build your children, you build your home, you build your business, and because of lack of wisdom, you bring it down yourself. Some of the things we allude to, which is, it's not witches. It's lack of wisdom. Strong lack of wisdom. I'll get there. You see, there, there, there should be a certain wisdom that is in you that builds up everything around you and doesn't bring it down. A wise woman builds her life and builds the lives of those around her. A foolish woman destroys her own life and this, oh no, she will destroy those around her face and then it will be her turn. You've seen it before. Okay? See, as women, we are very influential. Women are very, very, very influential. Tell yourself, I'm influential. <laughs> Say, I am very influential. I'm telling you, you can meet a married couple. A married couple. That man likes you. They're all your friend. Nice. As soon as I was, oh, hello. And if the wife doesn't like you, she'll bump him. Then he won't talk again. Oh. Why? Because you are Who hasn't experienced that before? Women are very influential. One day you meet them, they are nice. The next day you meet them, the husband, oh, hello. And then he walks away. Because when they went home the other time, she said, I don't know when it's a rabbinic casa. Wouldn't it come the way you even go about it showed that you have some personal interest? Next time you see the girl and go this way. That's one trouble. Influence. You see, we have influence over the men in our lives. Yes, you have influence over your father, as Miss Pearl said, she said she was her, her father's dada be. Anything she wanted, she got. My own father, my brothers used to send me to him if we all wanted something. You go and tell dada. You go and tell. When I go, I'll go. I said, Nana, everybody, are you okay? Dada, I'll come here eat the ice cream. Hey, now I'm going to ice cream, man. And of course, the ice cream will be for all of us. So I was the one always being sent. So when they are sending me, and I also say, well, if I go next time, don't beat me. So no, it won't beat you. Go. <laughs> influence there. Woman, you have influence over your husband. Yes. So it should be positive influence. So I, I see it as four points. Your father, your husband, your son, right? Your brother. That's why some people don't like their sisters-in-law at all. Because once the sister-in-law comes in, the matter is in another way. It happens. So, you see, you have influence. But let that influence be that which is positive and that which is of wisdom to direct life's right. Father, brother, son, you know, husband, if you put negative influence on any of them, you, you, you turn their lives in the wrong direction. Negative behavior will destroy those around you. Negative attitudes. Negative counsel from you. What kind of counsel are you giving to the men in your life? What kind of counsel are you giving to them? Many women have been the undoing of many men. But you see, the man is standing, you know, in, in the fall. And the woman is behind, whispering to his ears. He's doing negative things. Everybody say, the guy is not good. Meanwhile, he's a wife. Woman. Wise women. Let's arise. I know you don't like this, my message at all. But it's true. You see, Rebecca counseled Jacob negatively. A mother telling her son to steal the birthright of his brother, her own son. Two children, your own children. You encourage one to steal the other one's birthright. What was that behavior? Jacob had never had any idea he wanted to steal Esau's birthright. It's the mother. Mother, what counsel are you giving to your children? And really, how are you raising them? Because it is how you raise them that will determine the end result of their lives. 
you 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 spoil your you mollycoddle your children and they can do anything and you know get away with it. When they are old and they are unruly, they'll become unruly at their workplaces, they'll get sacked, one job sacked, another job sacked. And when they can't find their place in life, they'll come back to you and say, Mommy, you did it. Because they'll recognize it at the at the end. I said, women, we are women of influence. But let our influence be that of what? Oh. Wisdom. Give the Lord a clap offering. Let us not set enmity in families. Enmity between um, siblings. You married your husband and now he doesn't talk to his brother. Doesn't talk to his sister. Doesn't talk to his mother. What kind of person are you? Did you come to add on or you came to destroy? Think about it. And if your brother also went to marry a lady who said you two, they shouldn't talk to you. And they will fool. You'll be very cross. But what is good for the goose is equally good for the gander. So let us, let us live our lives in wisdom. The application of wisdom will help us. Amen. Let us speak you know, with wisdom. Our tongues should be you know, well springs of wisdom. When words come out of your mouth, they should counsel. They should edify. They should give direction and proper direction. Don't be careless. Wise woman, you can't be careless. See, our wisdom or the level of our wisdom is measured by the outcome of our lives. Should I say that again? Our wisdom or the level of our wisdom is measured by the outcome, the end result of our lives. Amen. So we must watch our character. What are you doing? Bible says it's better to dwell in the wilderness than with a conscientious and a contentious and an angry woman. That's why sometimes your husband doesn't want to come home from work. Because you come and meet Marie Data herself at home. No peace. No joy. And they say your husband is a terrible man. You are terrible. And making him terrible. Amen. Peter says that our adornment should not only be that of the outward, but that of the of an inner meek spirit. And I keep on telling that meekness is not weakness. Meekness is having all the strength, the power, but having the ability to harness it, to self-control, that is, self-control. Amen. Amen. And, and, and our, 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 our spirit must exude the beauty of, of God. Our character should be that of godly women. Some people will never come to the church you go to because of you. So when Timmy and Basa sorry, hi, what are you doing? What, what example are you to other people? Pride. Bible said pride goes before destruction. Pride is strong lack of wisdom. We will not carry it. Tell someone I will not carry it. Sometimes people are too proud to say sorry and too proud to accept correction. The decisions that we take, sisters, must be taken in wisdom. We must apply wisdom to every situation of our lives. Every situation. Wisdom in your eating, wisdom in everything. In everything, apply wisdom. Especially how we speak. The same tongue that speaks this word of God should not spew out curses and insults and bad things. Amen. Wisdom is a paramount thing. This same tongue must not gossip. Gossip. The women gossip. And sometimes we say, oh, the men are lying. We don't gossip. We gossip. How many, who doesn't gossip? Lift up your hands. We gossip. Okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. But your gossip can destroy somebody. You heard. Is it true? Have you gone to ask the person? But you are destroying the person. Deformation of character. It's wrong. Let's stop the gossip. Stop gossiping. Because the Bible says that every word that comes out of our mouth, we shall be judged for it. When you gossip about somebody, you'll be judged for it one day. Amen. So let our mouths be filled with the tongue of wisdom. Amen. To speak a word in season to the soul that is weary. An encouraging tongue. A tongue of blessing. A tongue of strength. Amen. Finally. Finally but finally. The choices that we make. Amen. <laughs> Life is about choices. 
And any choice you make of yourself without the wisdom of God will end you wherever. But when you have made a choice according to the wisdom of God, you will get to the place of achievement. Amen. We should weigh our choices carefully. Don't do anything anyhow for any reason. Amen. Choose everything that you do wisely. From the minute you wake up in the morning, life is about choice. Should I get up? Should I lie in bed? Should I go and take a shower? Or should I remain like that? Should I brush my teeth? Or go without brushing my teeth? Choices from morning to evening. But let's make wise choices that will help us. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering. Our actions must also be that of wisdom. It's not a matter of, you wait. I'm going to church. You brought this on. But you wait. When I come back from church and I take off my scarf, then you see. Negative. Negative. You actually put the plan down. The game plan for the fight. You know? <laughs> actions. We say the action speaks louder than words. Even our body language. Sometimes. You see somebody say, oh, hello. Body language. And it comes to a point in time where you find that nobody wants to know you. Who wants to deal with a lemon like you? And then you're, you, get in, you become miserable. But it's because of your actions. From Monday morning, our actions change. Our actions at home, actions at work, actions in your marriage. Mama Rita was here on Monday and she spoke to us, dito, dito. Straight to the point, straight from the hip, she shot. Pop, 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 pop. That our actions will determine whether your marriage will be sweet or bitter. Amen. Actions. I can't stop this one. The word of God in Galatians 5 said the works of the flesh are manifest in this manner adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath strife, seditions, and heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you, those who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. These are choices and actions. If these actions are part of your life, from Monday morning, a season has ended. I'm calling us as women to arise unto wisdom. Arise from the place of our slumber. Arise from the place of, of lack of wisdom to the place of wisdom. We need to glean wisdom. And how do we glean wisdom? Bible says, how can a young man cleanse his way? He said, by taking heed thereof unto your word. So with my whole heart, I've sought thee, O Lord, that I may not sin against you. Let me not wander from your commandments. The word that I've, I've hid in my heart I may not sin against you. It is only adhering to the word of God. Not the reading of the word of God alone, but the practice, the use of the word of God. What does the word of God say about this situation in my life? That's what I'll do. What, the, what does the word of God say about this in my life? That's what I'll do. And I want to tell you one final thing. It is never too late to change. It's never too late to change. I pray that today will be a day of change for you as we put this crown upon your head. I pray that there will be an impartation of the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That you begin to think as God thinks. You begin to act in ways that will bless your life and be a blessing to other people. That by the wisdom of God, you make new choices. I mean, I say it's not late to turn around. It's not late to change. You are in a relationship. It's not helping you. You know? Just be bold to say, gentleman or akokra, it's over. I'm not interested. You know, yesterday I preached, I talk about side chickness. As I'm speaking, I hear in my mind, side chick, mention it. Side chick. Come for a crown. And you're side chick. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I believe that I'm helping somebody. You see, you are being abused. 
that abuse is the same as, you know, it's an emotional abuse. It's, it's a defamation of your character. It is lowering you, telling you that you are second fiddle. You don't match up. She wear, you say, she wears the ring. I have the man. A man who does not love his wife is a man who has left. But if he's staying in the house with wife and he's telling you that, as for my wife, she doesn't respect, she doesn't do this, so I don't, I'm not interested in her. Before you hear, she's pregnant with their fifth born. Then you know that he's making a fool of. If you are psychic in this place, end it. Because God has something better for you. I'm telling you. That is not your final destination. God has something. You see, I get so you know, sad when I see all these young girls going to do things to their body just to attract men. And some of the things they do, it just ends up looking ridiculous. I saw one on. Um, one, <laughs> I have a senior. He's so silly. Any post he posts is ridiculous. And he, <laughs> he posted this one. If you see the girl here, her tortoise is there. And she was trying to walk. The backside was weighing her heavily. And I said, If a dog is coming now, my sister. How can you run with the Lord? It looks like she's going to buy some big balloon. And I, I say, you see, they do it and send, so somebody's own has become bigger. Let me go and pump my tire bigger. Pump your tire, I pump my tire. You pump your front, I pump my front. It gets to a time, the men do it. And you know, Bobby, men, me, boy. If you do point, then you know, too much. For what? Get wisdom. Go and find some work to do. Go back to school. Do something that will help your life. Because if you get the whole world and you lose your soul, there's no point to it. Young women in this house, I'm telling you, wait on the Lord patiently. Older women, wait on the Lord. Every woman in this house, don't settle for less. Don't be second fiddle. What's a second fiddle? No, 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 no. Wisdom. Wisdom. Let's take wisdom. Let's use wisdom. Let's live by wisdom. And wisdom will exalt us. Wisdom will lift us up. Wisdom will give us life. Wisdom will extend the number of our days. Wisdom will bless our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And I just want you to put your hands on your head or on your heart. Just representing, touching your mind. And we are going to pray in the next three minutes or five minutes for wisdom. Some of you, you are in a relationship. And I, I say this prophetically. You've been dating for six years. And he's still, he's still studying you. You are not an encyclopedia. Walk. <coughs> and it's because you are doing everything a wife does. My nurse, the honor. Stop. Some of us have become so desperate. Desperate. Don't be desperate for marriage. Let it come in God's time. Desire marriage is good. But don't be a desperado. Because in your desperation, you go for everything and anything. Please pray for wisdom. Wisdom. I hear also there are some here you want to study further but you don't have the financial help. Ask God for favor and help. There will be a way. Just pray. Put your heart on your head, on your heart and pray that God, I need wisdom. I want my life to be built up. I want my days to be lengthened. I want my life to be lifted up. 
I want a change in my life. I want a new season. I need you, Lord. I need your wisdom. Pray. Bible declares that we have the mind of Christ. And so pray tonight. Thank you, Jesus. And tell him that, Lord, as the crown comes upon my head tonight, I receive all that you have for me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Please lift up your hands. Spirit of the living God, lift up your hands. The power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Jesus, the wisdom of God, gives us wisdom by His Spirit. Receive the Spirit of wisdom. Receive the Spirit of wisdom tonight. The ability to know what to do in every given circumstance. The power of divine solution in your mind. Receive it now. So when we do not even know even as to how and what to pray, the Spirit himself intercedes for us with signs and groanings too deep for us. When you don't even know what you should pray about, he helps you. Jesus said he's a helper. You don't know what to do in your business anymore. Seems to be failing. But tonight receive that wisdom. That that business will flourish once again. Somebody take it now. Receive that. The wisdom of God. And I hear my spirit you don't know what to do with that child of yours because he just doesn't want to listen. You've done what you know to do and all that is in your ability. Busting. But tonight I hear that the Lord is giving a mother here wisdom to know how to handle that child. And that boy is a boy. That boy will come back to order. His life will be perfected. Says not by power, not by mind, but by my spirit, says the Lord of God of hosts. Receive that wisdom. You are at a crossroads. You don't know which way to turn. Receive the wisdom of God tonight to know which way to turn. You are caught between choices. You don't know which one to choose. May the wisdom of God ah, tonight instruct you and direct you. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus. And I pray for peace in your home through the wisdom of God. That you walk and live as a wise woman in your home. And peace will prevail. I command divine wisdom in this house over every life under the sound of my voice. I command a mindset change. I command a breaking down of attitudes and characters and temperaments that do not help life and wisdom. Tonight be delivered of everything that has caused you to mess up your own life. Be delivered from it now. Every thought, every desire, every attitude that has caused you to break down and destroy and mess up your life. Tonight, I pray, may that stronghold break and may the spirit of wisdom bring restoration, not repair. Make all things new. Make all things new. Make all things beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. You are sick in your body. Don't know what to do. May God instruct your reins. And may God heal you of every infirmity. May your life be extended. May you live long to fulfill the works of the Lord. Tonight I pray an impartation of wisdom upon you. Receive wisdom. Receive wisdom. Receive wisdom. Receive wisdom. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org.
Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.